0: David Donaldson here with my associate, Joe Martin, at a different location today, Joe. Yeah, we had a heck of a time with the lights behind us. Yeah, like, we're you know, giving you a strobe light effect. <laughs> you know, we're, we're, this is like a podcast roadshow now. We're picking different locations. We're kind of getting out and about just to bring us live to as many market centers as we can and get as face-to-face with as many people as we can. Today, uh, we're coming back from uh, a regional leadership event, what we call Mega Agent, Mega Leadership, Mega agents in August, I don't want to jump forward too far, right? But Mega leadership. And we had some really great talking points, and I wanted to bring this back for the conversation today. And what I wanted to talk about was the seven myths of leadership, right? It's incredibly important if you're running a business, you're working with associates, or if you're running a brokerage or even a team, that how you function and how you gauge with your associates matters. And in a challenging time, matters even more,
1: mm-hmm.
0: All right, So when we talk about the seven myths of leaders, I'll just kind of highlight those and we'll kind of take a deeper dive. OK, so for those of you that are watching or listening at home, so let's kind of understand the complex for today is that leadership is complex. Leadership is management. Leadership is, the o- is only about leading others. Leadership is about a title. Leadership is a concept. Leadership of others ends with your actions or leadership is about knowing the answers. Now remember what we said, this is the myths about leadership, right? So I saw you start to smile there because when you hear those things, you're like, wait a minute, this isn't resonating with me because that's not what we truly know to be true. Right, so we kind of look at these like, why read that list to you? How does, how does it make you feel, Joe? Uh, I think it's
1: just interesting because I, when I listen to myths of leadership, I think the first thing is mindset. Like, I'm really big on, we're going into a downtrending market, we're talking about Leadership is challenging, um, you know, people are our biggest assets, both are our biggest liabilities. They can have the biggest rewards as far as 10x, you know, multiplying on uh, return, but they can also be detriment, right? So you have like this weird yin-yang with people and you lead people, you manage things. But when I think about this concept today of the seven myths of leadership, I think everybody has to check their, their, their mindset on it first because if you don't have a mindset of, I'm a leader, or I don't have the mindset of I want to lead people and be a business of people. It's going to be a challenge because, and the reason I say that is, um, you have outcomes. Like everybody's in for an outcome, right. right? But before an outcome is an action, and before an action is a thought, and before a thought is your mindset around that activity. So if you don't, have, if you're saying like, "Hey, I want to be a great leader," and you're focused on the outcome of great leadership, but you're actually not starting off with what's my mindset around leadership. What are my beliefs around it? What are my thoughts? Like, you're never going to become a great leader because it's actually starting with, like, your internal programming of how you view that opportunity. Right.
0: Great. So if we if we stick to number one and say leadership is complex, where the truth of the matter is, leadership is just simple. Yeah. Communication, lead through others, check your ego at the door. I think it's a lot of things. I mean,
1: I, the past 11 years that I've been in leadership... The thing that I've heard a lot of buzzwords and bumper stickers and everything else they tell you about leadership, right? Is that leadership's just a relationship, nothing more, nothing less. And the one thing about leadership that has really rung true to me that I really internalize on a regular basis is um, leadership has a lot to do with your environment and the conversations you have. That yeah. You can control an environment that people are in and you can control the conversations that you have around them. So if you've got a bad change that if you have bad conversations you can change if you have great environment or great conversations so when I look at leadership it's really just that simple Like well, how are you, who are you surrounding yourself with what conversation are you having and then how are you putting yourself in a productive environment you gotta like, those can be really detailed and you can you know, go down rabbit holes or strap on your scuba system. Yeah. but inevitably those are the two things you control as a leader
0: and I think it's that simple and I think when you, when you go into to step number two, we talk about that leadership is management. You you kind of touched on that, and and there's two dynamics there, right? It, the mindset comes into play. Are you a manager or are you a leader? I think you need both. But how are you received, right? The being a manager, right? It's, that's execution. That's checklist. That's hey, that did we get this accomplished? That's accountability. Mm-hmm. But in order to get those things done or get others moved to do those things, you have to lead them in such a way whether lead by example or lead through emotion or lead because the people actually care for the success, for the business, the team, the organization. It can't be just about, I showed up and did my job today. Because JOB is defined differently to different people Mm -hmm. and and emotions come in play. I think, you know, looking
1: at our economy, looking at Business of real estate, or even just any type of uh, business that's running with leader or people rather, you have to have both skills. And I think it's it. I think it's flawed to believe that I'm just a great leader and I've got no management skills. And I if I only have management skills, I have no leading, right? Because you have to inspire people. You also have to have the executional part on it. And I think when you look at a wartime CEO, where you're seeing layoffs in tech, and you're seeing uh, the belt belt tighten, you're going to see. Uh, transactions constrict as far as total units going across the U.S., right. you have to be able to do both, right? Like, I can't if I sit here and just inspire the heck out of you, that's emotion, right? That's a feeling that makes you feel good. You know, you have feelings that make you do things, but you need logic and plan to go execute with efficiencies to make sure that there's a margin, right? And I think far too often... Leadership is not management, and management is not leadership. You have to have leadership, and you have to have management Correct. in order to run a business. And I think you can't just say, well, I just hire great people, and I have no management. Well, if I have no management, I have no way to inspect what they're doing, and then I also can't help them grow because I'm not m- measuring the metrics of the management to say, are you the most effective you could possibly be so I can challenge you to be a better version of yourself, which then leads into leadership, but I have to have the
0: management tools to be able to do that. Exactly. They're just they're just not the difference. There are two different things. They're not the same thing. They don't mean the same thing. And you've got to be equally skilled at both. 10%. Awesome. All right, leadership is only about leading others, where the truth is leadership is about leading yourself than others. Very it's true. just it's a good one, right? It is a good one, right? Because you can't just show up and be like, I'm the boss, do as I say. Mm-hmm. That's not going to get anything done. No, if you pay somebody enough, they'll show up for a while. I don't know what the performance or the execution is ultimately gonna look like, but you have to show up and you've gotta do things. And whether that you fall into the category of, hey, I'm leading by example or I'm just doing the work, but it's it's a relationship business, right? So you gotta lead you, you gotta know what your objectives are, you gotta know what your goals are, and you gotta steer the shit. I think this one's an interesting one because the, the
1: interpretation I got, like with sort of the truth being that leadership is about leading yourself and then others is going back to what we kicked, like, started off with was what's hmm. your mindset, right? Well, if you don't have the right mindset about leadership, you're going become a great leader. Well, if you don't master leading yourself first, you have no ability to lead others. And what I interpret is leading yourself is self-mastery, saying like, hey, what do I need to know about myself? What are my skill sets? What are my gaps? What are the trainings I need to go to? What works for me? What are my gifts? What are my weaknesses? And I think unless you know what, your gift zone is, and then your leadership style is, and what you're really great at in leadership, maybe what you need some improvements on. You have to be self aware enough to be able to do that because once you're self aware enough about your leadership strengths, weaknesses, or opportunities, whatever buzzword you want to use, then you can be self aware enough through self mastery to be able to be present with the person you're trying to lead, and you become a way more effective manager leader. Because you actually know what's going on with yourself,
0: yeah, I think. I think you bring up the, the self exploration, whether it's training or leading. Those things take time. Some people, I think, have it right. Some people get it, but others are developed over time, right? Either from seeing others or spending that time of reflection, like how do I want to be led, and how can I lead, and what am I successful at, and what am I good at, and then you can fill in the gaps through education and learning, right? But if you just think, like, look, I, I, I look back to think when I was. A youth, a wee little lad. And I think about, hey, what did you want to do when you grew up? What? You wanted to lead people. But back then, we actually said I wanted to be a manager, right? So this is the kind of the, the thing that has changed over time. Now, there's a little bit of an age gap here between Joe and I, and that's okay. So leadership is more commonality for him. But maybe I think back to my youth, you wanted to be a manager. You wanted control, right? You wanted to control. But we have changed as a culture, and people have changed forever, in a good way. To understand that they expect more when they show up to work, and to the people that they're working with, and who are leading them, right? Mm-hmm. That that I think is a big thing that has we've kind of seen change probably over the last twenty or so years. Mm-hmm. Whether you see that in all levels, though, you see that through business, you see it through sports, you see it through coaching, right? You can't just be a driver all the time. The relationship component means so much more. I mean, it's just,
1: it's, you know, I think. Reality is really important on this one. It's just that leadership can be overwhelming and exhausting because demands that are put on the workplace by leaders and their their team members, their employees, whatever you want to call it, is is more than ever. Yeah, it's more than ever, and I think that's it's important to understand that. So once again, you have to lead yourself. I think leaders have to give themselves the grace right now to realize that there's economic stress and then there's the unknown of what's going on with the debt ceiling and then there's all these other things like war in Russia and Ukraine and how does you, know, you see some other things around like China buying land in Texas and Texas trying to figure out how to stop foreign entities from buying, you know, our, our domestic land and how that controls agriculture. So there's a lot of like crazy stuff going out there and media doesn't help that. Um, so I think leaders really need to be grounded in who they are, what their strengths are, what their people need, and realize that you unless you lean into the leadership side of the relationship, you're gonna, it seems like a lot, and it seems, did you sign up for it? And I'll tell you this, that if you don't spend the time on the front end, you're gonna be wasting your time on the back end, dealing with the death by a thousand cuts.
0: Right? And it, you know, and I agree with that, and all those things, right, that they're affecting you as the leader, they're affecting your business through the economy, and. and Things that are going on around you, but at the same time, you also need to understand how it's affecting those that work with you. Mm-hmm. How's it affecting them emotionally? How's it affecting them personally? How's that affecting them at home? Right. You have just become a psychiatrist, really. Yes, right. that's part of real estate skills, right? Don't you remember that the psychiatrist part of the exam? No, I think it, but it's it's. I think that
1: right now and in in moving forward, you have to think about two things and make a value proposition different inside your work. And one of it is going to be understanding the needs of your people. And if you want the competitive advantage, the soft skills of CEOs and higher level leaders is gonna be dependent. Like how do you get to that level to the soft skills? It's gonna be doing the things that most people don't wanna do because they're hard, right? Yep. That when everybody's going right, how do you go left? (laughs) which I think then goes into, is a good segue, know, like, next myth is leadership is a title where, in fact, leadership knows no position.
0: Yeah. Right, because we're just kind of stuck. Like, growing up, I strove to be a manager, to be a leader, to have the title. Mm-hmm. Now we're saying, say titles don't matter. Because if you can't lead somebody and connect with somebody, who cares what your actual position is? It just doesn't matter.
1: Well, gone are the days of my top-down control of, like, I tell you what to do and here's a paycheck and yeah. nine to five, right? Because actually the demands in the most world is outside nine to five, and you're also dealing with hybrid environments. So when you look at leadership is no is knows no position, what, think, what I think about is when you're in a room, like whether it's a group, church, uh, nonprofit, pick your poison when there's multiple people in there, the question that I've got. This is an example of leadership knows no position. Is that who's the individual in that group that, when a hard decision needs to be made or they've got to get group consensus, you can watch people, and what happens is they typically flock to probably one to three people inside that group, and you can see who the leader is because that that person that could just be a participant has put the time in, has built the relationship, has made good you know the best decisions possible has actually thought about what's best for the group. And I think you can see that, and usually the leader is not the person that talks the most. Listening skills,
0: huh? Great questions. Right. Yes. So leadership, if we're looking at number five, leadership is a concept. So, the truth is leadership is action. Every day, right? We kind of touched on those things. And everybody is can be a leader, right? Leading in your role, leading through what your goals are, right? How do you support your organization by achieving your goals? And how do you support others by bringing them along with you? Yeah, I think when I leave this, is there
1: is no uh, stagnant part of leadership. There is no like take case study of like, it, here's, I just isolated it and. I'm a great leader because it's that whole idea that once you hit one ceiling and crack into it, the next ceiling, you hit another ceiling. You're constantly growing because humans don't aren't stagnant. We're, we're dynamic. We're moving around. Yep. Businesses are moving around. Just when you think like, you know, you get the books like, Who Moved My Cheese? As soon as you like yeah. click, become a master of something, you spend over 100 hours or 100, whatever the numbers are. But what I get at is that when leadership is is a concept, yeah, but there is a concept of leadership, but until here, let's put it this way I've never seen a budget I don't like, right? Like, no one's ever gonna put on a negative budget, right? So, it's real great to say, here's this high powered, like, like a great idea of leadership. Okay. And then you're like, yeah, I could do that, Dave. Yeah, 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 I could do that. And then, yeah, you know, we will put it into practice. And then, when you put it into practice, this concept that seemed easy and, yeah, it makes a ton of sense hits real world problems and real world people. And you realize that I had just had a great plan and I just got punched in the face, right? So we'll do yeah. the Mike Tyson, You gotta love the Mike Tyson. Um, but I think the leadership is an action verb is realizing that like, until you go out and do, this is like that whole, uh, that concept of, are you learning for learning's sake? Or are you learning for doing's sake? Yeah, leadership is a skill, it's not a gift, right? You don't come out of your mother's womb and say, oh, I'm a leader. No, you literally have to mess up people's skills You got to mess up asking questions. You got to mess up running a meeting. You got to mess up conflict resolution. You got to probably offend some people and totally fall on your face to realize, yeah, my goal was that. And I did this and I went 180 degrees away from that goal, right? Because that's how people learn. And I think that's the P. If you want to be a leader, don't have it stuck in a book. Just go out and understand what the goal is, understand the people, understand the dynamic, understand the culture, understand the, the history. And then, The whole idea behind leadership is I think once you figure out how to lead yourself and self-master your skills as as a leader and then you take those things to make people the best versions of themselves. And I think that's really what leadership is and in my mind is that you're helping people through coaching, consulting, conversations, training, mentorship, education with millions of things to make them a better version of themselves because without you at the helm, they would never get to the level of who they're capable of because left over in devices, we are our worst coach, our worst developer, because we're never gonna hold ourselves to the accountability of the level that we'll care for somebody else because we see the potential of somebody else so much clearer than we do ourselves.
0: There's a mic job for
1: you.
0: I like that. All right, so we talk about leadership of others ends with your actions. I think we kind of touched on that, right? That's, that's false, right? The truth is, leadership ends through the actions of others, right? You don't get there alone, right? You don't climb the summit of Mount Everest without the Sherpas, right? You're not gonna decide that I'm gonna get this done and I'm just gonna go ahead and do that.
1: I mean, you push that rock up the hill. I think uh, they always describe leadership as a journey with others. And if you don't have others joining you, you're just on a walk, right? Um, And I think leadership, when you hear the, the concept of leadership, Ends with the actions of others is that think about uh, you can bring a horse to water, you can't make him drink, all these like funny analogies. Yet leadership has a por- portion of making you think differently because you care to think differently because of how the person has delivered the information and the questions that they've asked to influence your decisions, to then also hold true that not only did you get those experiences, but you an active choice to change you can't force somebody to change no. right so when i see leadership is that you can see the true testament of a leader at least i've held myself accountable for this is that one um when i work with people they might not always like what i do but they'll understand it and they'll most likely respect the decision later and i don't have to be liked it feel like people. you're
0: looking at me when you say
1: that Oh no no no! No, actually, I'm just kidding. Well, no, I'm actually thinking about this this one individual that was in my um, my team, and there was a lot of stuff that at the time she hated because it was painful. It was changed because I pushed. I I like to push people, but mainly because I know that they're capable of more, right? Yeah. And once you and humans want to grow, they want to do different things. They want to see progress, and they might hate. It's kind of like. Do I hate doing uh, ropes, that weighted rope things like this? You see the rock doing. Yeah, I hate doing that. But after I get done with it, I feel so like reinjuvenated rejuvenated, and like I feel proud about what I just put myself through because like not everybody does that. Same thing goes with leadership is that like if you know that some people aren't going to hold themselves to the accountability that they need to, because they're they're capable of more. That once you see that they start doing the things that they inherently weren't doing, 6, 12, 18 months later.
0: Like you actually see that you had impact. I think that's what matters. One hundred percent, right? And that and that kind of brings us to the last one. Is leadership is about knowing the answers, and the fact of the matter is leadership is about finding the best answers. So there was a book called uh, "This one really hits home." What do we got going off? I don't know. I got the
1: soda. So we've got. Um, There's a book by Ray Dalio called Life and Work Principles. Maybe I'll put the title a little bit. Yeah, Principles. Principles. uh, Um, He made this life-changing comment when I read that book was, I'm not looking for the right answer. I'm not looking for the wrong answer. I'm looking for the best answer. And the only way you find the best answer is by going out and finding people that you trust, respect, and are educated in certain things to figure out, hey, how does everybody win? Because we live in a world where there's constant compromise. If you think you're going to get 100% of what you want, and I'm going to get 100% of what I want, you're a fool, right? So, the comp- compilation of great ideas and relationships, and how do we get there? Because at the end of the day, we can get there. It might not just be the way that we thought, right? Yeah. And thinking that you have all the answers, we all know that we're humans, we're flawed, and we're always learning. So, I can, being humble enough to know that, like, I don't know that. And you know what? I think most people respect and you're straightforward with them say, I don't know. It's a great question go figure out who's going make an impact. But if you know everything, are you really learning? And i got another question around that. If you know all the answers to everything, are you really growing? Are you challenging yourself? Because if I got up every day and answered the same questions over and over and it was Groundhog Day with Bill Murray, I'm pretty funny with Bill Murray around, but I'd hate my life. Because I'd be doing the same thing every day and I'd wake up 365 days later and realize, I have not
0: moved. Yeah. I have not moved. I think the interesting thing is like, in most cases when we talk about business or leadership, not everything's a yes or no answer, right? So what your understanding of what the answer might be has so many different levels to it. And outside of listening to others or reading and learning, you're going to be trapped in a box of what you think the answers are. And it kind of ties back to what you were saying about growing. How do you grow without allowing other avenues to reflect upon or build upon what you think the answer could be? It might be the right answer to you or for you, but I don't think it serves all avenues, and certainly not all people. Yeah, I think, I mean, wrapping up the myths here, the
1: one thing that was a common thread through these seven myths is that inevitably we're in the people development business. When you're in leadership, you're in people development. So that goes back to why if you say, I don't want to deal with people because there's more people, more problems, whatever it may be, leadership is people development. So if you don't want to go down that journey, that challenge, while it might be frustrating at times, one of the most fulfilling things, and here's the reason I did it, I'll give you this competitive edge. People want easy. People don't want challenge. They want the easy button. Right. Well, when something's easy, I don't know about you, but I don't want to be in a world where I'm just cattle just following a herd saying, what's the path of least resistance? There's no disruption there. There's no maverickness behind that. That's not fun to me. And I don't want to be known, because I got 85 years on this earth or whatever it may be, to just be a cattle in the herd. I want to actually say that I did something difficult. I did the team leader role, which is one of probably the most challenging roles you can figure out in residential real estate. Not because of the amazing pay or the amazing whatever. It was about the people impact and the leadership skills that came through it. Because right. here's why. There are so few great team leaders that at the end of my career, the one thing I can hang my hat on is that I did something that very few people could ever say they did. And because of that, I've got elite status, which, yeah, it's a little self-serving. But when you know you did something at a very high level that very few people did, that means more than anything else because it can never be taken away from you. And that's what effective leadership is. When you're an amazing leader, that is a title that you don't have to brag about. You walk into rooms and people know who you are because of the lives you've changed. And that's not easy.
0: And that's a wrap. Listen. Well, so thanks everybody for joining us today on myth busting. Right? There's a TV show for that. Look for that for a message. But join us next week. But I'm Dave. This is Joe. And have a great day.